0: Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker, and this is a special, special, special championship Stanley Cup final clinching edition of Locked On Lightning. If you are listening to this, this is, I'm recording this at 11.09, Monday night. The Lightning just clinched the Stanley Cup. Oh my god, What what is, what has been an absolute probably one of the longest seasons that I've ever had to live through in my life uh, not even counting the, the 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 whole time off and all that stuff it's just been a, a wild wild roller coaster of emotions throughout this whole season um, just you know, I am I'm, I'm at a loss for words right now. This is this was a an incredible way to end the series. Um, uh, you know, I if you're listening to this right now, crack open a cold one because I sure am. Um, uh, this is this has been, you know, what is there to say about this team? You know, everything everything that we have been hoping for the last two years has finally come down to tonight and it it the, the we could finally say now that the Tampa Bay Lightning are the kings of the hockey world for the first time since 2004 catching their second Stanley Cup in franchise history. Uh just unbelievable. I just want to say at the top of the show before we get into the recap that um a lot of you who have been listening for the entire time since locked on lightning came on in february that you know i came clean right off the bat i said i you know i wasn't an uh, a full-time lightning fan i always was i always cheered for them but as some of you have already known that i have i grew up in new york i grew up a rangers fan but my favorite player growing up one of them was marty saint Louis. so i always rooted for tampa when it was there but um you know What turned out is just talking about a team um, that I liked um, due to one of my favorite players growing up playing on turned into a team that I am 100%, 100% um, in love with. And I'm not just saying the, the group of players that they have now, but for future seasons to come. I love this franchise. I love the Lightning. Um, and if you've been listening to each episode... Since February, you know that you could just hear it in my voice, the way I talk about this team, the way I've been constantly been just talking about the lowest moments that they've had this year, uh, talking about the highest moments and everything in between. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, go ahead, uh, go back and listen, subscribe, turn on those notifications, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning, the official Podcast home of your 2020 Tampa Bay Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, yeah, I, you know, if there was any, if there was any doubts before, you know, I am fully a Lightning fan. Um, for those that maybe have doubts, but let's just get into this one right away. So, the bolts, you know, it, the thing I had, I was very confident in this team going into tonight's game uh, because of two reasons those reasons were a Tampa is six and O during this whole playoffs after losing a game. So they're pretty much unbeatable. And they proved it once again, tonight that they, they don't, they can't lose two games in a row. They're just too good at this stage in the game to, to lose games. So, and I mean a little bit of maybe, I guess, you know, parallel here, a cool kind of, cause you know, sports is funny in that way. Um, Last time Tampa won a Stanley Cup championship, it was also on a Monday night. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you could, I'm sure you could hear it in my voice. I'm just still like at a loss for words. But uh, so the, some of the changes go into this game Ruta out, uh, Verhegi out, Bogosian and Volkov. And uh, this is Volkov's first playoff game ever. Only played nine career games with the Lightning during the regular season. I said it. I didn't want to say it out loud, but I, I thought to myself before the game, imagine if he scores the game winning goal. That would be that would be an incredible guy who plays nine games in his career, comes in, scores the game winning goal. But obviously that didn't happen. We'll get into that. So starting the first period, 632 in. Uh Cogliano gets called for tripping. Um, and Lightning didn't really get much of anything going. Um, but throughout this whole playoff run, with each passing game. They've been, I I've said it on countless episodes. They've been getting better. They've been getting better and better each game and they showed it significant improvement from game to game, win or lose. They've they've really they really what you saw tonight was really the culmination of all the games dating back to when they first started at the playoffs. Um, you know, the, it it was all the pieces finally came together at once you saw this was probably the most perfect game the lightning have played all season long um and i'm not just saying that because they won the stanley cup but they you saw it all over and and you saw guys who the lightning they took chances on like blake coleman uh, you know trading away your top prospect trading away a first uh first round pick for Blake Coleman, um, that's really a lot, and I and I really, at the time and up until maybe a couple of weeks ago, even uh, was still like on the fence of you know is it really worth that much? Um, is it really is it really worth it to trade that much for this guy who you know Blake Coleman's not exactly a no name throughout you know maybe maybe casual hockey fans um, and he doesn't really. Uh, put a blip on the radar for maybe the most hardcore guys like you and I but uh, it's, it's, you know it now after everything that's happened after where this team was at the trade deadline up until tonight um Blake Coleman was ever was every bit much worth of what the lightning gave up um obviously being the Texas native things kind of come first full circle for him making a huge contribution in this game as well as, you know, growing up a stars fan, growing up in Texas, kind of, you know, playing in this, getting his first play, uh, Stanley cup goal against his, his childhood team. Uh, really cool story there. So yeah, um, to start the game, Dallas came out with a lot more energy. They came out with a lot more desperation as you would imagine uh, as what we saw in game five as well. Uh, just, you know, um and and you know, it, it kinda worried me at first because the Lightning in through every win that you've seen in this series, for the most part, they've been the ones that have really gotten off the good starts and had to have gotten off the good starts to be successful, to really get to Kadobian real early. Um eleven fifty eight, Volkov draws the tripping penalty. Um, you know, uh Lightning kill it. And then at 12:23, Braden Point scores his 14th goal of the playoffs. Catches the Dallas players napping and chips one home off his own rebound. Power play goal, Lightning her up one nothing. We're having a good time. Um, this was this is not the kind of play. If you're a Dallas Stars fan, this is not something you wanted to see happen, uh, especially this the way this goal was scored. Um, you know, you want to have everyone clicking on all cylinders throughout this game. You want it, the kind of game that tampa play tonight was the kind of game that you needed to have dallas play tonight um i'm not saying necessarily have a shutout but the best way to put it um tampa really played a neat game and you know that's not something you very much hear in the game of hockey especially if you rewatch this game there was a lot of very sloppy puck management um you know there was there was tw- uh 20 giveaways uh total in this game uh between the two teams and you know there was a lot of times where it was just teams weren't being both teams weren't able to really get anything going especially in the neutral zone and then after you know starting with the point goal and then especially after the coleman goal the ice really tilted in favor of tampa and that's i i was saying it throughout the game um if light if the lightning went up by three goals then this game was pretty much over um but it, it was more so also the Lightning's ability to pretty much do whatever they wanted on the defensive side of things and just really not allow the Stars to get anything going. It was also the Stars, um, their, their style of play, which we saw com- pretty much mirrored in the Islander series. Um, I stated at the beginning of that series that that type of style is it's going to get you far, but it's not going to win you a championship. Especially in today's NHL, I mean, maybe back in the early 2000s, maybe the late 90s, um, you even saw it a little bit, kind of, you know, during the transition of what it was like in the early 2000s, and then you kind of saw the game transitioning to more speed and offense around 04 when the Lightning won. Um, you kind of saw that, especially from Calgary. I mean, they were they were a very physical team, like Dallas, but they also scored goals. They had, I mean, they had Jerome McGinley, who is one of the greatest goal scorers in NHL history. So that just proves you know they still they played that style, but they still scored goals, which is why that that series went to seven. Um, and yeah, that was something that was a huge mistake. Um, it didn't really seem like you know you're still one you're still down one, one goal in the first period, but you're playing, you're playing for an extra, extra life here, so you, you, that's really something. You know, if it was the other way around, um, you know, I we would be having a different conversation right now. But um, after that, that point goal really loosened things up for the Lightning, and that's the worst thing that could have happened for Dallas was to have Tampa really start to get in the groove of things, because if for the Stars, like we've been saying throughout this whole entire series is that they're really, they're, they're one-two punches to suffocate you on the defensive side of the puck, and then once you're kind of worn down, um, they strike, and they pick and choose with their scoring opportunities, and I mean, they're not a very high-volume scoring team, which, I mean, high-volume shot team, which is going to be, you know, it's not good. It's not a good matchup for a team like that to play against a high octane offense, like, like the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, um 1836 Hedman uh gets called for interference on Perry. Uh lightning fight off a good penalty, they kill a very good penalty. Sagan had a couple of chances there um on the one timers from the circle. Now the thing that was interesting to me, now obviously any hockey fan, anyone that's really analyzes the game is going to say, well, that those are great prime scoring chances. Yeah, absolutely against any other goalie. But Vasileski, I mean, he's one of the biggest goalies in the league. He takes up so much more so much of the net um and the the, the amount of space that he covers, especially um sliding over from one post to the other. Um uh, you don't really realize it until you see these kind of plays where the puck is being cycled around, especially on the odd man, uh, uh with the man advantage, and then going from that onto the one timer. I mean there was often times, especially with these one timers, especially on the power, on the power, on the PK. Um, he made it look almost effortless out there to a certain extent. I mean, him, his size really plays is a big factor in all that. But I mean, still, it's it. You really, it, 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 it's really a nice sight to see when uh, he. He, he is able to do that, and you have a goalie like that. Uh, so we'll talk about the second beard in just a little bit, but let's talk about today's sponsor, and that's Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is the best-tasting protein bar ever. They got 18 amazing flavors, six new ones dropping. Uh, Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this the delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Uh, my favorite flavor was the toffee almond. That that had 19 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. Um, super healthy. So you know, go to builtbart.com. Use promo code locked on to get ten dollars off your next order. That's promo code locked on for ten dollars off your next order. So moving on to the second period, uh, the stars end the period with 30 seconds. Set, Thirty sec- thirty six. Sec- I can't, I can't talk right now. I'm still on this high. I mean, I'm probably gonna be on this high for a couple of days now. So stars start the second period with 36 seconds left on the PK. Uh, Lightning do once again do an incredible job on the PK. They killed all three penalties this in this game, um, and they they didn't just kill the penalties. They they for the most part really really dominated the puck. I mean, they they made. Um, they 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 made Dallas really look like a like the lesser team throughout this entire game i mean it, you could really see the disappointment and the energy level really you know the the disappointment really start to set in and the energy level really start to fade as this game went on um and they started see and here's the issue where Dallas they fell into the trap now the worst thing you could do especially in the playoffs and any hockey situation is play desperate hockey because that's going to run you into a lot of really bad situations, most likely odd man situations. Uh, they really started to press the issue. They really started to get their demon involved, really started to have the demon really inch in more closer to the slot, which does open up the ice and which opens up the the chances for a, a forward for Tampa. And we saw it a couple of times in this game where there was a couple of uh, – Rush chances and a little bit of a fast break uh, chance here and there, but that was the issue. That you know you're already down a goal, and you know you're really kind of you're, you're setting yourself up to be down by even more by this playing style. Um, if you're up, if you're up a goal, that's a little bit of a different story. But you know, if I was the Dallas coach in this situation, I would just, I would just tell my team in this situation, you need to just start. Pe- you need to start putting more shots on net. I mean, that's plain and simple. Um, because Vasilevsky, for the most part, I mean, he had probably off the top of my head right now, probably five to seven, maybe five to ten saves in this game that he was really challenged that were really incredible. And we we're gonna, I'm going to talk about one of those that was obviously probably the winner of uh, his best save of the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, y- they needed to challenge Vasilevsky, but for the most part, he wasn't challenged at all. And that's kind of obviously why... They didn't score other than Tampa really playing well in front of Vasilevsky and not really letting the stars get anything started. Um, So Dallas was something that really was confusing, especially in the second period. Now, um, you would normally see this style of play or maybe this kind of game plan, uh, possibly in the third period, maybe to start off like the third period or maybe towards the end of the second. But Dallas was dumping the puck without any plan or purpose and... Um, I didn't understand why you're just giving up possessions like that. Um, at this point you're down by a goal. It's not like you're down by three or three or four goals where you're trying to, you know, play one off the boards, uh, which they weren't doing at all. They were just pretty much dumping it and, and changing the entire time. It was like almost as if they were just killing a penalty. Uh, but at the same time Tampa didn't allow them to get anything started or you know didn't really allow them to get any speed entering the zone which really which really obviously hurt this team which because they they they're not much of a rush team they're more of a setup in the zone and cycle the puck and find the open the, the best shot kind of team uh, and then at 701 Coleman one timer on the rush an incredible pass from said, Seti Parkett to set him up um, like I said before uh, this this whole you know the whole Blake Coleman, Storyline really came together. Texas native, grew up a huge Stars fan, to score his first Stanley Cup final goal against his childhood team. I mean, couldn't have drawn it up any better. Especially him uh, in the situation in which he came into from uh, the the trade from New Jersey. That was, you know, for him to really come up big like that. Uh, that was really icing on the cake from there. Especially um, with Bogoshi in this game, who played incredible. And I just want to say that it was very interesting. W- I was very curious um, as to why Cooper went to Bogosian instead of Ruta. I know, you know, maybe he was trying to change things up because the Lightning lost uh, the game prior, the last two, couple of games. But I I just feel like at this stage of the game, Bogosian played so well, I think that you should have never taken him out of the lineup to begin with. Um, that's just me. Uh, I, I think that he's just played so well that a guy like that um, – you know, he was here to, to really to really be a physical force and to, to to kinda take that guy out who has such who plays that big of a factor, um, you know, especially in the style of play that Dallas is trying to throw you away. You know, when, when things go kinda not their way, they tend to try and bully, you know, the opposing team. We saw it in the series against Boston. Lightning weren't having any of it. We saw it in the series against Columbus. Same thing. Lightning weren't having any part of it. Uh, last series against New York. Um, it you know, every team's tried it. Uh, every team tried it during the regular season and ever since uh, the Lightning acquired Barkley Goudreaux, Zach Bogosian and Blake Coleman I mean this team did a complete one eighty on how they handled those kind of situations. Um, and that just really that just that's just really you chalk that up to the top. And I'm talking about GM Julian breeze I Boss, however you want to pronounce his name, uh you know, just a great, very underrated move at the trade deadline, um, just to bring those three guys in. Obviously, two of them they traded. Bogosian um, was signed as a free agent, so you know, very underrated move. And it was, believe it or not, you know, you could say, well, Braden Point, Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov, yeah, those guys were major parts. But those three guys acquired at the trade deadline were really what turned this team around, and really what turned the Stanley Cup as a goal into reality. So moving on. 802. McDonough gets called on the interference on Sagan. Uh I I think this was an iffy call. Um you know, I've seen something like this. We've seen multiple times where this this isn't a call. So I mean it is what it is. Obviously it didn't it didn't turn into a goal, so you know I'm not that upset about it. Now here's the 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 save I really want to talk about. 9:22. If you could find it, if you have NHL TV, go back. It's the save of the playoffs. Um, the goal wouldn't have counted if they scored here. It was. It was on a. Uh, it, it. It ended up being a uh, a interference call, but Vasilevsky interfered with by Perry and still has the ability. This just shows how much of a great goalie and why I believe that you know he was robbed. I mean, Connor Hellbuck, hell of a goalie, but. I mean, th- this this is why I believe that maybe you should contribute. You should you should kind of take playoffs into you know consideration. Vasilevsky makes the skate save. He he's falling backwards and he kicks his foot up, blocks the puck. Even though it wouldn't have counted as a goal, still incredible save. Uh, we've seen Vasilevsky make saves like this most notably behind his back numerous times. So. Um, and then after the penalty, um, which even things up on the power play, uh, Tampa Bay had 120 left on the on the power play, and they didn't they didn't score anything after that. Obviously, that was the end of the scoring for the rest of the game after the Coleman goal, which made it two nothing. Um, Dallas looked defeated, and they it it just at that point to me, I think they had no 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 cards left to play. I think that they they really pulled out everything out of their sleeve. Um, to get them to a game six. But, you know, they did play a great series, and the series did last a little bit longer than I would have thought it thought it did. You know, I was saying after game three that the series was over. I didn't think that Dallas had it in them to make sort of a comeback. But, you know, they made it interesting, got it to a game six. But I think that was it. I think they had nothing else to do. I, I, I don't believe that they were a complete enough team to, to win. Um, it just proved it in this series, and I think that the X factor. And I spoke about it with, you know, the host of Locked On Leafs when I made an appearance on there. And if you haven't uh, listened to that episode, go back uh, with Mike DeStefano. Great episode. Um, I spoke with him, and I said the X factor for Dallas because they don't really have that one prime scorer. They just have multiple contributions from a lot of guys, which you know, at the end of the day, isn't really going to win you a lot of championships, especially if they're not. Really big time scores, you know. With the with the Lightning, we have Kucherov, Stamkos, um, you know those two big guys, um, as well as as well as Braden Point, of course. So you know that too. Um, So you have three guys right there that could score for you on any night. Whereas really for Dallas, it was more so a couple of young kids with Jamie Ben. Um and that was it. But the X factor for them going to this series was Tyler Sagan, uh, who didn't score a goal in this series. Uh who I believe if they got him involved, if he got hot, we might be talking about game seven right now. Or you know, this series could have been a lot different. It could have been the other way around. Um, who knows? But uh Vasilevsky, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think he would have been the X factor as well. Um but it really wouldn't have mattered in my mind because I think at at the same time, Dallas's ability to generate a lot of offense wasn't that high. It wasn't as up there as you know with Tampa. So you know at the end of the day, I believe the styles of play um, that are clashing with each other. You know Dallas eventually wins out, of course, as they did in the series. So yeah, they looked defeated. They had no energy, pretty much. It looked like with every possession sequence, it was kind of they just kind of gave up and i hate to say that i never want to say because these guys are competitors um but you know it just looked like that they were searching for something that was never going to happen um they they had a couple of intense chances here and there uh through the end of the second as well as you know obviously at the end of the game with the with the man advantage with the net being empty um but yeah, they never they never really had that one surge to get any momentum in their favor. Uh, Tampa was pretty much in charge from this, from you know puck drop uh, up until you know pretty well not puck drop. I would say probably the point goal, and that's when obviously everything turned, um, you know, completely in Tampa's favor. So something that at the end of the st- second period that kind of uh, made me laugh was Jamie Ben trying to get under the skin of Yanni Gord. Now, maybe Dallas fans. Uh, should have asked any team the Lightning played in a best of seven up until that point. Uh Yanni Gord isn't gonna back down or fall into any of those stupid tricks. Uh Yanni Gord will 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 run into the eye of a hurricane if he has to for his team. That's that's how this guy won't back down from anybody. I don't care who it is, if it's Ryan Reeves, Dustin Bufflin, any of the big rough and tumble guys in the NHL. I don't care who it is. Uh, He'll, he'll get up right. He'll give it right back to you, right up in your face. And that was just funny. That was just prime example of Dallas really not having anything else to do other than try and draw some penalties, um, you know, and and it wasn't working. So we move on to the third period, most important 20 minutes of the season. Absolutely. Um, And it was obviously, you know, it it ended the season. Um, It, it, the, and the lightning I thought they were going to be a little bit more challenged in the third period. I, I believed I really thought that Dallas was going to come out of the out of the gates swinging. I thought maybe they were going to start really peppering Vasilevsky, and they they didn't do that. I mean they did eventually. They had I don't think they hit double digit in shots until the third period. I believe they had 9 um going into the third uh, it was just like I said I mean the whole the I believe at the end of the day what really bit Dallas in the butt was their inability to really challenge Vasileski at all um, really you know and that paired with the, the Lightning's offensive attack uh, and them really not being able to stop them was really what was the deciding factor in this series and now that I just looked it up uh, Dallas had four shots, I mean, eight shots going into the third period, having four apiece and then they ramped it up in in the third with 14, uh, finishing with 22. But still, that's 22 is not a lot, really. It, it, at the end of the day, it's not a lot of shots, especially what you're trying to do. Um, you know, the, even though you can't really change your style in game six of the Stanley Cup Finals, that's I, I, especially not the time to really try and experiment with things, but um, they needed to do more and they didn't. Um, Tampa was nine and four when leading after two periods, so I felt very comfortable going into the third period even though I thought that Dallas was gonna try and maybe uh, turn up the le- turn up the, the intensity, but they didn't. So a little scary moment, a little minor scary moment. obviously in the in the heat of things, 5:27 in with 4:33 left. McDonough takes a penalty for tripping. Um, I had every faith. I had I, I had I had all my my faith in the Lightning and killing this. But part of me, being a Lightning fan, was like, "Oh my God, Dallas is gonna score. They're gonna get one. They're gonna get a quick one on the P, on the power play, and then they're gonna score another one, and then we're gonna OT." That was really what was running through my head. I'm not saying I didn't have any faith in this team, but it was just you know the emotions of the game and all that. But uh. Tampa kills the, the penalty. Uh, great moment during the PK. Very underrated moment. Um, Anthony Sorelli stealing the puck, shooting on the rush, forcing the faceoff in the zone to waste even more time um, on the power play. To re- and then especially in the game, and as well as you know not allowing the Stars to pull Kadobin. Um, I'm not a big fan of pulling goalies with over two minutes left in the game, especially with a two goal lead. Uh, maybe after the two minute mark, if I was Dallas's head coach, I would pull the goalie. Um, but I, I, you know, I they were trying to hint on it on on the broadcast that they were going to try and pull him. But I, I didn't see any really, I didn't see really any attempt by the Stars to really try and pull him. So I guess they were waiting till the two minute mark, um, and then they finally pulled Kadochen with 140 left. And then the rest is history. Uh, Dallas fails to score. Vasilevsky gets the shutout, first shutout of the playoffs. Uh, Stanley Cup champion since 2004. Uh, Conn Smythe trophy winner, Victor Hedman. We'll talk about that to wrap up the show in just a little bit. And then just a little weird way how the Lightning, you know, straying away from tradition as we've, we've seen them do and kind of not kind of veering away from the norm throughout this whole run. So, just to end things, yeah. Um, con Smythe Trophy winner, Victor Hedman. I'm not mad. I'm just shocked. I was very shocked. I, I wonder how many Lightning fans were shocked to hear Victor Hedman's name called. Now, obviously, the most goals scored by a defenseman since Brian Leach, 94. Yeah, that's a huge feat. incredible feat. Shows how valuable he was to this team. And... But... I... I truly believe now. This obviously, the con Smythe goes to playoff MVP. I truly believe if Braden Point doesn't play the way he plays, I don't think the Lightning get by Boston. I I truly believe that, and I'm not taking that. I'm not mad, like I said. I'm not mad that Victor Hedman won it. He was very, especially on the on the on, during the games in which Braden Point missed. He was the the next guy up. Um. But, I mean, I, I feel like it was there was no question about it. Um, I haven't looked at the voting results yet. I don't think they came out. I'm not sure if they're going to come out. I believe they will. I believe the NHL is doing that now. Um, we'll talk about them when we see them, and, you know, we'll go from there. But um, I just think that maybe Braden Point should have getting, gotten more recognition than he thought. I'm sure it seemed like some of the guys on the Lightning were kind of shocked that Victor got it, too. So, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day I'm not mad. We got the trophy that we wanted, Stanley Cup, of course. Um and then Tampa took a pick with the puck before officially lifting it, which was nice to see. Um and I th- I think the thing that, you know, I I'll admit I kind of teared up when it happened was um Stamkos being on the ice in full gear uh lifting the cup. I mean, just to see him lift the cup after being there once already and you know Having a limited amount of time, but you know, having produced the probably the top five greatest moment in franchise history, um, two minute, a little bit under three minutes of play throughout this whole playoff run, one goal, one shot. I mean, and being able to lift the puck, I, I'm li- able to lift the cup. Uh, I couldn't have shaped it out any other way, and it was great to see him on the ice for that. Uh, yeah, just all around perfect way to end. And the playoffs. Um, I, I I'm gonna take this in. I'm gonna take this in for the next 24 hours, and then we'll be dropping an episode tomorrow. Maybe a maybe 24 hours later podcast. I guess we'll call that the title of it. Uh, 24 hours later later reaction. Uh, just wow. Just a great ending to just a very strange season. A lot of ups and downs. Um, there was a couple of times during this year where I'm sure we weren't sure if this team was gonna win the cup. We didn't. There was a couple of times where they played like absolute crap, and I mean, for them to fight through everything, to, to really go out there with a mission right after COVID, you know, after things started to calm down with COVID, and go into training camp, and then go through the round robin games and just never losing sight of what the end goal was. It was, it's definitely a season to remember and a season none of us will ever forget. So that's been it for today's episode. Post-game, post-cup lifting episode edition of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next.